to you. His chosen ones, the gun is good. Go forth and kill. came here in the stone head i don't know it is the only path and passage into the vortex you will show me how you come to be here ah! tell me everything my name is zed for zanders i am an exterminator What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> we have control of the airwaves. We have control. The system is in control. And the vertical. Attention all systems of the Solar Space Federation. Attention all systems of the Spolar- Solar Space Federation. <laughs> we have assumed control. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. Welcome back, friends and germs, to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast, which happens on your internet radio dial every Saturday night. You can find us on Saturday night, or every time I blow that, but it's Facebook.com <laughs> slash Saturday Night Freak Show, or you can get us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or your favorite podcast repository. And tell your friends to tell choice. their friends, and tell their friends, and tell their friends, and tell their friends. Two friends. Tell at least two friends. At least. And you can write to us at facebook.com slash saturday night freak show i'm your host colin i'm surrounded by the diminishing internet radio superstars 
Brent? Travis. Are we diminishing because we're... Our popularity or, or the... There's just the, three of us the, tonight. Oh, uh, the number yeah, of right. podcasters that we have. <laughs> right, yeah. I thought, At one point, there were five. Let's say, we now don't have popularity. The, the core three. How can that diminish? Uh, and our mortal skin is diminishing, right? Oh, uh, that's true. We are getting older. My mortal skin. And our brains are rotting because we're watching all these interesting oh, movies. So tonight was rotting. my movie pick, and uh, in my travels to the farthest reaches of weirdo movie space i discovered a movie called zardoz oh my god from the year 1974 directed by john and that's Borman. where it should have stayed <laughs> oh that's not true actually it's one of the greatest craziest science fiction movies of all time that may or may not oh. be true but you're gonna have to listen <laughs> that to forehead out. that deserved uh, a forehead slap so john borman <laughs> He directed the horror movie. He famously made Ned uh, Beatty squeal like a pig in Deliverance prior to this. Crazy. And I think he was writing at the peak of his, hey, what do you want to do next? And the 70s is this magical time, right, where, like... Well, the guy made Deliverance. I'm sure the studios were like, whatever you want to do, Goodman. What's yeah. that, what's his name, John Goodman? Uh, John Goodman? Borman. 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 <clears throat> whatever, Borman. Yeah, but how does that work? I mean, that's awesome that that happens, that somebody's like, well, I guess it's still happening. The Wachowskis have uh, yeah. the Jupiter Rising out now, and that looks like, oh, whatever you want to do, you're the Wachowskis. Yeah, and yeah. what have they done? What? Okay, they did Matrix, they did Speed Racer, they did Cloud Atlas. But that was another one where it was kind of like... All right, we don't know if this thing's going to make any money. Just go Did indulge it? your artistic. You guys creativity. got Matrix money. They say the makers of the Matrix and cha ching. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. They go yeah. and see it, so they must have thought this Borman guy was pretty good for that. They're like, dude. Yeah, because he wrote, directed, and produced this movie. Not trivia. Burt Reynolds was originally supposed to be in this movie. But Holy got, shit. I, I could see that. I wonder why he turned it down. <laughs> I can well, he see got that. sick. He dropped out. You no way. How, how, He's you're a saying lucky how. man. The, the stash, the weird uh, Sean Connery. red how outfit. How much can you yeah. look like Burt Reynolds? <laughs> Enough? <laughs> Enough. <laughs> was that I'm like, a goddamn actor. I can look exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that was his own stash? I think so. Well, yeah. Okay. So he had like the handlebar. I think he's always done his own stash work. <laughs> he strikes me as the type of guy that has to shave like two or three times yeah. a day. It's easier to do a movie with it on than off. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Zardoz. Zardoz. Yeah. One of the fucking craziest sci-fi movies. I don't even know if we can call it sci-fi. It does it's it, science fiction, right? Well, the graphics does say that it takes place in the year 2293, right? Yep. How do we tell this is because they paint one of the no they paint the the buildings blue the 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 brown like wooden cart the horse still pushes is painted blue so blue is the color of the future yeah, but they have force fields we have like plastic bubble like we are assuming they're force fields because <laughs> it could just be plastic bags this movie like, yeah. plays with dimensions on a weird level that's like is that a special effect or is that supposed to be a plastic bubble? it was 1974 we were we we're talking outside like before this you had planet of the apes in 2001 i think it was you know maybe star trek on tv yeah but 2001 it's a pretty big leap, yo. Well, yeah. But that was trying to be realistic. Yeah. Yeah. This and movie's that's... got some other stuff on its mind. It starts with a disembodied head. And the only other oh, time yeah. I've seen that was uh, House on Haunted Hill, where uh, was it was Elijah Cook. His head, like, floats up the out original? of the black. The original yeah. House on Haunted Hill? The old, yeah. Hmm. 
But yeah, it's this guy who introduces himself as Zardoz and talks like he is, you know, reciting something from a Shakespeare play. The painted pencil thin mustache. Well, you got to have that. You have to. Yeah, clearly, all gods. And have the that. painted on. That's like the first step uh, uh, of the production production value of this movie is the painted on mustache and goatee of Zardoz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Painted on, and yeah. it's just a floating head, and it's not even like. Okay, a floating head as in, you could tell it's like a black box. Yeah. And, like, they don't even, like, cut the net. I mean, there's just, like, a straight across across black, like... just cropped it. And it's just, like, and it's just, like, floating all around the screen, just talking about how, like, I once was, like, perceived as a god... And, he says, I'm a false god. Yeah, he's a false and god. And I'm going to tell you this story, but it'll come true in the telling, or, you know, it takes place far from now with events that could happen, could but happen. have not happened. And then it ends with a line about, is God in show business too? And then he drops off the screen, and we're treated to another floating head. A floating spaceship head. <laughs> <laughs> floating rock like fixture. Okay, so now I have to say when Looks I like first cool. heard about that fucking animated movie, whatever it is, with the uh, the cat that turns into an airplane. What is it? Oh, uh, yeah, the rabbit bus. Oh, the cat bus. No, it's cat bus and the yeah rabbit that turns into... What are we talking? I know the cat bus is like my neighbor Totoro or something. This is something else. Uh, so you're talking about... Well, anyway, a friend of mine was telling me you're about... You're talking about something Miyazaki, right? Yeah, something probably. from Studio Ghibli? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was like the goofiest thing that I ever heard. Of course, that was wrong in my part because I got slammed immediately because it's one of the greatest works of art. Okay. <laughs> this, if you describe this movie, which we're going to try and do, listener, but oh man, let's just say that it involves early on uh, a giant rock floating head spaceship that appears, lands in front of these uh, guys who are all dressed in, you know, the similarly like uh, Sean Connery in one of the greatest movie costumes. Oh, it's a fucking red diaper. Yeah, he's wearing a red diaper with a bandolier. Yeah, right? two red bandoliers that are crossed. And thigh-high boots and a giant ponytail and a gigantic 70s handlebar stash. Yes. <clears throat> They're wearing, like, red helmets that look exactly like the floating rackhead. And the floating yeah. statue tells them that the gun is good, but the, the penis, penis is, is evil. Yeah, the penis spreads the seed. And the gun shoots the bullet that kills the... what, And then it, it vomits uh, up bullets or guns and ammo, just, literally, onto the floor. And just a shit ton of guns and ammo. Which are picked up by these guys we find out are the Brutals. Uh, Sean Connery belongs to some kind of... Well, they're the executioners or whatever the hell. They're, like, sent out into the Outlands to just murder people. Now, the way that I see this, because I was looking at it, you know, I've seen... This is the second time I've seen this movie, but I was looking at it, I'm like, oh, yeah, all the people that they're killing are, like, wearing suits and stuff, you know, rather contemporary clothing. I'm like, oh, that's us. They're killing, like, the last remnants of the people who survived whatever this apocalypse was. Well, they're the people that still want... To have a civilization, and they actually want to procreate and have families. I believe, anyhow, they they represent true nature. They represent out in the wild doing what it does. Whereas we learn that Zardoz, who is the name of the god in the floating head, which is really just like a dude in the floating head, Arthur like, Frayne. 
Arthur Vern. Arthur Vern. <laughs> they yeah. come from a place called the Vortex, and the Vortex is like this fucking like hippie kind. It's a place that's really going to exist one day. <laughs> I think it already does. <laughs> oh, they're building it right now. That's for damn sure. Where all the rich people and the science, the best scientists, got together and they're like, "Fuck the world. We're gonna like seclude ourselves off, and we're gonna." you know, decide how to make the better society. We're going to get rid of, get rid of, uh, procreation as we know it. We're going to get rid well, that's of That's a side effect though. They don't do that on purpose. Oh, right? I think well, that is on purpose. They, it's the whole idea of like getting the best human they can out of, you know, well, they, using the DNA structure and all that jazz. Yeah. They know? grow, they grow new ones, you know, of themselves, I guess, because they've somehow achieved immortality through, through technology. Yeah. At some point in the past, in the future, I guess our future, their past, uh, they figure out a way to you know manipulate the human genome and create immortality. So the they, these are, I guess, they're born into it. Yeah. Right? yeah, they're born into a state of immortality, and then they exist in this vortex, which there's no way to get to it apparently from the outside world because there's an invis- invisible force fields. There's a force field. <laughs> <laughs> Which keeps them from the brutals and the uh, <clears throat> the outside. Which doesn't explain why they can't find it. They just can't get in there. Because at the beginning, it makes it sound like the fucking head is some magical transport into the vortex. Where you're like, what the fuck is it? Like heaven or something? Right. But no, it's just, you know, no, it's just this little community behind an invisible force field wall. This isn't the only vortex, right? There's, no, this is vortex four. This is four. There's, yeah. There are other vortexes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a artificial intelligence that controls all of the technology. I mean, we never see computers or anything. It's all they've got. Well, like, there's a that ring, ring with a crystal on it that it's, projects. It's basically an iPhone, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You can ask it. It's not Siri, but you can ask it, like, you know, what's happening with this? What is the definition of this? It's a flower. What's its use? Decoration. Decorative. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> now, motherfucking bees make it make honey. Shit. <laughs> oh, stupid computer. <laughs> so before we get too far, because I don't know if I fully understood, and maybe I did, but... Uh, so the floating rock head is in, within its walls. Uh, there's people in plastic bags that seem to be like a, in a, com- a comatose state, right? Right, naked. Yeah. Are these pe- these are They're people freeze dried people? Because what I the never- rock the rock promises that if you kill for Zardos. Zardos, then you'll be rewarded with eternal life. You can go to the vortex. Or you something. go to the yeah. So I don't these know if people... that was just like like a heaven story that he's delivering to right the well that's what I, you get yeah. the idea that the executioners are people that lived amongst the outlanders he just convinced them like hey I'm a god well later on in kill the film, for me yeah, and like what... don't breed and yeah and then he like created a stupid people so that's probably the truth right I mean he's telling them these lies so that they'll kill for him but then who are these people yeah I don't actually on know. the spaceship. Are they? They don't explain that. Well, the only thing, the only no. consistent thing that, like, may, and I could be reaching here, but and I don't know why he would have them on the spaceship, but they're in the same kind of bubble wrap that, um, that like the newborn. Okay, so what, how do I? Explain well, no, this? the newborns There's, aren't like in a bubble wrap. They're like 
you're supposed to assume it's like a big water tank, but it looks very like what? Yeah. Well, the, the technology <laughs> yeah. that they have at this in the vortex is they've got they've got the DNA and apparently memories and all this other stuff of every person who lives in the vortex, all the Eternals, coded on it. It's called the tabernacle is the where tabernacle. this is stored. And whenever one of them dies, like a, it a, just uh, regrows another one. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's a piece of diamond. All their memories exist in light form, yo. Right. This is shit. making the movie sound even more crazy. When, I mean, like, if you no, haven't it seen... It's so cool if you <laughs> haven't, like, looked at any image of the movie. Like, well, you got to see the image of Sean Connery in oh, the costume. And, <laughs> but, I mean, early on, you don't know what the you tabernacle is. What the fuck? That's the thought. Everything we just explained is not explained until a good hour into the movie. It's, it's trying because to be... it has a story to tell you. Yeah, it's telling you a story, story over the course it's... of the running time of the movie. That is not a story. It keeps it interesting because you're on. You're always getting new information. It doesn't, like, front load everything so you know everything and then set up, like, the third act where, like, then all the action happens. But it's one of those happen, movies where it's there's just There's revelations like, happening in the third act. But it's one of those movies where it's like they have no story to tell here. We should have just watched the movie that they're telling us about throughout this whole movie. Like, there's the movie. The movie is what they're telling you. It's like, well, there's the story. Your movie is about a guy in fucking red diapers running around and people <laughs> telling the story to him. You know, and then, but I mean, the actual story is supposed to be. Since he was a brutal and he was out in the wild and he like, even though they're not supposed to breed, he was some, because he like, I guess what I'm assuming is he killed the most people. He, he was, was the chosen one. He, he said was, his, his family was chose to breed. Yeah. He was born. By Zardoz. And maybe so. that's because, well, that's because, I don't know. He just decided Zardoz, this is Zardoz's weird experiment, right? This well, is all, I mean, this movie is all fucking eugenics, right? This is all society. Well, there's more, there's more going on than that, I think, too. There's a couple themes. Oh, it, it oh, makes a great case for atheism. You kill your God and it liberates the human condition. Yeah, but then, uh, but then, uh, Sean Connery actually makes a cool quote after that, though. Uh, we'll get to that later, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think they kind of answer it with a, almost an anti because uh, the the vortex are the atheist society where Zardoz is like you know he believes in something of a godhead, but you know even though his is like he figures out this thing's destroyed in front of him, but he understands how something in the universe designed you, even though you're thinking about how like okay fuck it Zardoz is all like. Oh, I designed it that way, so you can, uh, you know, I designed the idea that you would breed in the wild and mutate to become a better person and somehow get into the vortex. I helped you get into the vortex that way. You can manipulate our way of thinking. And he's like, yes, but something designed you that way. (laughs) So he still has like a... There's still like a, I spoke with uh, the source, or I saw into the so the source that designed you. I can't the, do this. They say the source of all yeah. truth, or something like that. The source of all truth, <clears throat> just the source, or whatever. The whatever. And that <laughs> gave Zardoz some pause. But yeah, the idea being that Zardoz has manipulated the gen, the gene lines to produce over time to produce Sean Connery's character Zed, so well, that he will infiltrate the vortex. Unbeknownst to, you know, I mean, like, this is a plan known only to Zardoz. Yeah, because Zardoz. Yeah, to even... bring down the Vortex, because they've become uh, 
uh, I mean, in their, like, what would you call it? Like, um, they're just kind of complacent. Yeah. In their immortality, there's a group of people that are Stagnant. called the, the apathetic or the, uh, yeah, where they just get uh, so uninterested, they quit moving. Yeah, at and one you point. you can, like, move their limbs for them, and they'll just stay where they're at because they don't give a shit. Sean Connery tries to have his way with one of the girls, I think because, like, he's used to raping people, you know, left and right on, out in the out lands or whatever yeah. the fact that she just kind of is a rag doll this sucks <laughs> he's, yeah. and he just tosses her tosses her. That a great scene whips her into a bag of uh a bag of hay yeah, a, was pi- that, a pile of hay was that a real person yeah, that tossed? yeah. They, it was a good toss i was like yeah. oh, damn. well sean connery is pretty you know sean connery is a bodybuilder he was an australian bodybuilder before he got into a is he from scotland well but i think he, he was I, I'm pretty goddamn sure I read that he was an Australian bodybuilder. Is he a boxer, maybe, or something? I don't know. It was something. Anyway, should have brought it up then. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> <clears throat> but, yeah, the... Uh... But, you know, once again, here's another, here's another, like, anti-eugenics, like, sci-fi theme, right? That, like, our, in our building of the per- perfect society, we didn't see the, 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 how, like, we would still like fail in our like man needs the that the uncontrolled uh element for life to really like have any meaning right that that like you'd become apathetic if everything was given to you at your you know whim you yeah, know you can't build a perfect society because man needs a goal to live and wake up every day you know you ever hear those stories about people that retire and die the next day and shit yeah right once you have no more goals yeah once everything's perfect you're like well, well fuck this there's no sense in living that and the, I mean, the immortality, it's like you're just going to do the same thing every day forever. And Plus, that, they got rid of fucking because you only, you know, you only breathe through the tabernacle and in the like, whatever, like, genetic well, like pool. A, it seemed like there's a fixed number of them. So there are like no new people ever coming in. It's yeah, just, it's, it's all them, the. And they're maintaining a level of harmony, which is basically like as long as nobody rocks the boat. And if you do, they punish you by aging you a couple of years because everybody in the vortex is psychic and has telekinetic powers. Yeah. I mean, this is... Yeah. That's probably like a thing about like... I mean, even though this movie didn't say anything about it, that's probably like a reflection on like a... Like what? Like a worshipping beauty or something like that? Aging uh, you? Yeah, right. To be yeah, young yeah. and beautiful. But if that's... I wonder like what age they take them out. Because if, if they just breed them naturally and they're immortal anyway, that means they have to... They have to grow them to a certain age and then decide to let them out. Like, what age do you decide, like, 18 or something In their 20s or whatever. So they're all 20-somethings, I would think. Yeah. So they are. I mean, there are going to be more of them, right? Because we saw the the babies. No, because they quit. That was only in, the like, a backflash of, like, the first generation born in the Vortex when they decided, like, Uh, they need to wipe the minds of everybody in the Vortex so they can't like reverse it and like i thought that was cool so the technology that they created to keep them alive forever they unanimously voted to erase that from their memories so that they would never should they change their mind i guess they would never destroy it and never then so they become a death obsessed culture because they can't achieve death so they're like, we're just bored. There's nothing going on here. We're just bored. We do nothing. They're not entirely like, you know, there's the Eternals. Then there's the Apathetics who have like, this is a disease that's plaguing all vortexes. People just don't care about anything and just stand around. And then there's the Renegades who are, 
they've all been punished for some kind of infraction by uh, being aged to senility, and then they all live in an old folks' home yeah. in the middle of the Glen. You know what's yeah. weird? That's why, as like, okay, as a, uh, I would call myself a uh, like a conspiracy movie watcher. When I watch movies about dystopian futures, you know, I'm always thinking about what's the angle this guy's coming from, right? Because the only reason. You write a 1984 or Death Race 2000 is because you're fucking saying something about society or or the way social engineering is going to go or blah 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 blah. Right now, this is the this is why I think this movie's like a little insincere and it's like like boo on the high flu uh, the the high you know the high class and the making of the vortex and we're the mutant blah blah. It's because in the end of it, it does become kind of like a death worshipping like you know. Like, we crave death, we crave death, like, we want death, you know? Like, if you remember, like, Logan's Run, that was the bad part of the society, is they went to Carousel and, like, oh, you know, like, renew, renew, once you get to a certain age, you want to die, you know, because that is how you teach generations to, like, get, like, get away from, like, we don't need fucking useless people that we need to take care of and help themselves. So we convince people psychologically to only worship youth and want to die. So that's why this movie got me a little weird, because, I, I, like, I'm buying into all this shit, like, yeah, man, the, the like, you know, the fuck the perfect society, it's all about the nature and what nature breeds, and blah, but then it does get into the whole, like, death, yes, oh, uh, yeah, oh, but, kill us, I I read, please. My reading on that, I don't know if it checks out, but my, my reading is on that is that they... Because it's stated, you know, by the guy who created the Vortex, that, you know, we have gone against nature. We've you've tampered with nature and our genetics, you know, basically to prolong our life. So we're unnatural. To restore the balance again, we have to die because we've already exceeded our uh, expiration. For sure. So that's kind it's of... Like, it's I've... the same way as in, like, uh, in Man of Steel, how Jarrell was like... Our society is ruined based off of the way we naturally already think, so we can't live on. We have to kill our way of thinking totally so it doesn't poison the future generations. Gotta kill them off. Right. But still, interesting. Like I said, these movies usually have... There's two ways these movies go, pro-death or pro-life. And I was just like, fuck, man, this is getting pretty, like... Like I said... Kill us. Hooray. It's pro-life for everybody but the Eternals, I think. And unfortunately, their plan leaves the Brutals ultimately in charge, I believe, because the Brutals... Well, no, Zardoz has changed them, too. Yeah, because Zardoz... to kill introducing, anymore. He wants them to be, uh, in, take slaves and make, you know, of the people that they're killing, make them slaves and make them farm and, you know, cultivate the earth. Well, like the introducing a mindset is what it was, right? Introducing... Like, uh, frickin', God, did this character even have a name? Jesus, the Zed. brutal? Zed, that's Zed. right, Zed. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> just introducing just said Zed. It, like, all the time. The, I know, right? Zed, 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 Zed. Zed. I guess Zardoz Zed. is a better name. So you Zed, I believe, is, uh, when in, in England, and they always it's say it's, it's zero. No, Zed, Zed. no, Isn't that's just Zed how zero? you say Z. You say Zed. You don't say, that's why, like, if you watch Shaun of the Dead, he says, are there any zombies out there? He says, don't say that. The Zed word. Yeah, but you I've also heard, Zed. like, I've Zed. heard, and again, this is maybe something from a while ago, so maybe it doesn't check out, but it was like, you know, you'd go Zed through, you know, 10 or whatever like that. It was Yeah. Like, it was the, well, I, I don't know. I mean, zero? Yeah, but maybe. We'd have to check that one out. Probably shouldn't have brought that. I think it's just because there's no way you say, there's no way to pronounce, you know, you don't say, like. There's no way to pronounce Z, I guess. You can't say, like, c- c- you know, you just say Z. Z. 
<laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. The Z word. They say Z. I don't know. Right? Yeah, maybe. So is that because is I want so um. Shit. Well, into this thinking? maelstrom of uh, crazy tension. Well, I want to well, talk about. It, I'm sorry. Well, I was just it, like our inroad to this is. So this is like the universe that's being built up, and there's more to it that we'll get into, I'm sure. But into this, we have Zed, who stows aboard the big giant floating head, kills Zardoz by mistake, kills his god because he sees this guy on this floating head with all these freeze dried people by shooting him in the arm, like. How he like sacrificed himself because he knew he was going to come back later. Yeah. It was all those things, right? He I didn't think he that was he was. Gonna, like, yeah, because he just kind of floats away. Yeah, that was kind of weird. It yeah. was fucking very almost kind of like the Wicked Witch in the movie called The Wizard of Oz. Oh my gosh, for this kind movie. of yeah. Yeah, let's talk about like let's not beat around the bush like this fucking movie did. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about how like so Zed. I mean, this is why I think this movie would have been good if they would have played it out. In a chronological order instead of being all stupid and tricksy because they just made an unbearable movie. Unbearable. Okay, well, wait. Before we stop stop beating around the bush, the thing that I like about it is it it maintained an aura of, well, I mean, I was going to say mystery, but it's almost (laughs) like you're confounded because you're confronted by all of this imagery and you're like, what in the, it's so far removed from reality that you know it. I mean, it is like somebody made this movie on acid or on some kind of far enough removed from reality. Where you're sitting there going, what is going on? What is going on? But it intrigues you. It gets you like, I mean, it's not boring at all. You're actively engaged in trying to sort out like, what the fuck? And it's like, at some point, this movie has to start telling me something. Ladies and gentlemen, what the hell's going on? If Colin wouldn't have like chosen this movie for the freak show, I would have shut this off in the first 15 minutes because it's so like, doesn't want to tell you anything. They think you're in on it. They think there are special effects and their shit looks so good that you can look at it and be like, oh, of course, that thing's suspended in animation for this reason and that reason. They fucking tell you nothing. It took me a few minutes to be like, oh, that's like a Genesis chamber. That's where they're growing their people. And it wasn't until they showed the little baby in the plastic bubbles. Like, until then, you're just looking at these plastic windows with naked people, like, laying on the plastic windows. And you're like, what the fuck design choice? Is that? But they explain it, it like in they the don't explain Brent, it. In Brent, the, we need to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, you this. need okay. to like tell us about Zardoz. <laughs> you gotta come on. You gotta help me out here, dude. You saw that movie. Uh, Colin's seen it twice. That's why he's all like, "I'm on the ball." We just watched this for the first time. <laughs> I, Travis, I'm sorry, but I disagree with you with the f- beginning of the film because I, I think. I agree that they don't tell you anything, but at the same time, like you're with Zed on this journey and he doesn't know anything either. So as he's discovering this utopia, this vortex, like the audience is discovering it with him. You don't know anything before he knows it, basically. And even sometimes way after he but knows he, it. But he doesn't search the answers. He just walks from room to room, spinning around in a lot of okay, times. But wait, but and it's like the guy's they, like an inactive a reason for that. protagonist, right? Yeah, but there's, He's a very in it. He just... But there's a reason for that, right? Because, I mean, he comes in and he's, you know, he is already... He's already encountered... Zardoz has already given him this information. We don't know this yet. 
But so he's going into it. He's either forgotten it or he's no, just he's fighting. Forgotten it for he's some forgotten. Reason. I think. Yeah, I think he goes oh, in. He doesn't have it. a memory. Because uh, Zardas, did he? He took it away from him when he when remember. he went into the flying head. I guess. Yeah. Or when he went right. through the barrier to the vortex. I think just I that crossing the barrier did, they say did it. That? Uh, they oh, may man, have. This, you've seen it twice. <laughs> but that's the impression that I got. That, so I'm yeah. thinking that they did, but maybe they didn't. Because he doesn't remember that that the dude he shot is the one that like covered him in the shit that he was hiding in the head in. They, he didn't, know. The, the, he did. Uh, his the, brutal dude. Zardoz, who, what's his real name? Arthur Frame. Helped dude. Helped Zed. Zed hide in the head, and then as soon as Zed comes out of the head, uh, comes out of his hiding the head, he already doesn't fucking know who dude is. Yeah. But he remembers who he is. He remembers and that's him. before they even go through the fucking I'm, thing. I'm guessing it? that he must be through yeah. the vortex. That's, that's before so they why even he... go through the vortex. Well, later. the only way I can explain this, though, is that they must have gone through it because he kills Zardoz or shoots him and he falls out of the thing. And then when he goes to the uh, the the vortex house, he goes into that room where he's confronted. It's Zardoz's oh, yeah. house, it turns out. And Zardoz is on the recordings, and he's like, oh, and he recognizes him, and he yeah, knows who he is. That's right. So he had to have at least recognized the face of the guy that he shot, even well, if he can't remember. I think it's repressed, but it does come back because with the help from the lady in the sheets later on. <laughs> oh, my God, the sheets. She helps him That was like the sci-fi like, thing of this movie. It's like, put sheets over their heads. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. You walk yeah. into a room, and all of a sudden, it, you were in it a minute ago. He leaves, he comes back, and everybody's got just dressed in their covered in sheets. The, yeah, everybody just standing there. Well, that's sheets. what you do in the afternoon. Nice. I you suppose. Know? I mean, that's your afternoon entertainment. When you Well, they don't sleep. They, Did they we don't... explain that their way of life here is to make bread? Green bread. Green bread is it. <laughs> and it's for the... It's recycling. It's for the apathetics. The it's people that like, don't want to eat, right? Yeah. I, don't they all eat it, though? I, I think was, so. Well, they all eat it, but... They yeah. make the bread for the immortal people that have like gotten uninterested. Like oh, I'm not making. And the bread. geriatric and the they, renegades. Yeah, yeah. which sucks because like, well, fuck it, let them don't eat. Well, I mean, are they still gonna like if they're immortal? Why don't they still just live on? Somebody have to feed yeah. the uh, yeah, yeah the apathetic. Well, I think they would die, and then they would have to be restructured by yeah, they, <laughs> by the tabernacle. the tabernacle. Right? Yeah. <laughs> just talking about this makes it sound like we're insane. <laughs> I know that's what I love about it. You're like this is an original idea. I. Think think in some ways it's like it's it put is, together in a way that you're like i don't know what i can compare this fucking movie to because it is, is just every bizarre topic future i've ever seen like i've seen this so many times yeah but i mean There's some the of this metropolis stuff, is this it think? is oh yeah Metro- but if you he's told just somebody, one of the guys from the fucking clockwork factory dude, I mean, if i told just, somebody like oh you so like metropolis you'll like zardoz and one of them, Sean Connery, runs around in her wedding dress. And, you know, like Brett says, it's like, at this point, I did not not expect that. Right. But it's like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? That's what I'm saying. This misses, like, sci-fi on every beat, man. Such a fucking, like, Woody Allen made a better sci-fi movie than this. Sleeper looks more like a sci-fi movie than this. Well, you're talking about the look of it. Uh, I mean, well, I, because you know, it's a like, sci-fi movie, you tell me it's the year 2293, yep, you tell me it's the future. I'm expecting some future shit not just like ah, it's in a plastic bubble ah, it's painted blue ah, he's in red diapers they had it's the future. it was it was the, <laughs> it was the concepts on the 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 concepts the ideas right of this uh yeah. i mean that, that they were they were manipulating the genetic code 1974 i don't know how far along that research oh, was on, but that dude. seemed kind of 
Oh, uh, Hitler? The, the uh, Scopes monkey Eugenics have been around forever. Darwin was genetics. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, I mean, eugenics, yeah, but it's still so. 20th century. I don't know, whatever. This is still like a, a modern kind of sci-fi concept. Uh, the whole idea of, like, crystals being able to store, you know, that would be like a future, uh, like, computer or whatever. The, the crystal can store, like, a thousand points or more of uh, focused light. That the, had to be something in the mines, because Superman used <clears throat> the same thing. That had to have been, like, just in the air at that time, at that time. of laser light, light technology. Did we say like, this was shot by the guy who shot Superman? No, we did it. Uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey fucking Unsworth. Unsworth, the man that shot every beautiful frame of Superman, couldn't even had nothing to work with in this I movie. He's like, ah, I guess I Fred, can shoot the blue building. I think this movie looks good. Uh, there we go. No way. No, I think it looks... Uh, he's I, being very it's, kind. It's, it's I low think Colin's fact. feelings. <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking the set design, but the uh, the lighting. I think what he had to work with, he did a great job of making it look nice. I mean, everything's in... The lights are on. <laughs> the lights are on. There you go. But, I that's mean... Not very that's on the poster, but... too. Yeah. <laughs> when we made this movie, we had power. It doesn't actually look like it. The there, whole thing... It, functions without like electricity there is one shot i did notice that was impressive i think that it's the i mean the camera was on tracks but they go through this whole field it's towards the end of the film and they're looking for zed and it starts at like one end of the like basically the backyard of this mansion or palace thing that they took over right and it starts at one end of the yard and there's all this shit going on, and then the camera starts to track with the characters, and there's it doesn't cut, oh, right, it doesn't yeah. cut for it's only like a minute maybe, mm-hmm. but I mean there's a ton of stuff going around. That's and, where he's revealed to be wearing the dress, right at the end of that scene. That's where they Shocking. do it. I mean, yeah. The only thing you I just don't like go into it thinking I'm going to see Sean Connery in a fucking wedding dress and a veil, but the only thing I do. like about this movie is the concept of the idea of introducing the wild man into a like kind of a uh, cut off high intellectual society you start to like re like uh yeah, starting an uprising just research the animal instinct that they oh, they yeah. tried suppressing through mm, their technology okay. and through their because when they're chasing him they regain their sexual urges back because they're like you know the hunt the hunt the you know chasing something like gave us a thrill that we never experienced before. So you know, in the movie, they what they uh, earlier in the movie, they're trying to figure out why men's erections don't work anymore because they've you know they've obviously cut that out of society, uh, and so and they can't figure it out. So in the movie, when they chase him and they want to fucking basically kill him. They're like, holy shit, Zed. We wanted to kill you. Now we just want to fuck. Like, this is amazing. Well, he reawakens. It reawakens yeah, some the kind of animal pe- urges. Even in of- the apathetics, like, I think, like, the scene they try to- he, he, he goes nuts, basically, out of frustration. He's toppling carts and stuff. Like, you see the apathetic woman who, you know, he was trying to get with, like, sit up and, like, holy start to shit. come out of it. And then when he goes back into the apathetics chamber later, they're all like clamoring around him like he's like this shiny new toy. Like, what? There's something, you know, so there's, yeah. there's something coming out of it. And then it's really weird. Does she kiss him or does she like take uh, she gets some of his sweat like on her fingertip yeah. and then she licks it. fucking lick the sweat. And then they then you know somebody kisses her and then they all start kissing each other and they're like transmitting the disease of Zed. It's like this has infiltrated now their their society. And then after that, I think is when they're all like, you know, it brings. They're just fucking out in the yard. They're fucking. Out yeah, that's yeah. The, yeah, that's the shot. Yeah, they're just going to town. Like, yeah. and they said that they killed some people too. I so think like so, everything yeah. was. 
Yeah, because once he destroys the tabernacle, then they are mortal again. But Zed comes in when we were talking about, like, you know, the setup to this movie, right? It's like, so there's a lot of story and world building, but it brings you into it from the confused point of the guy, the guy who's entering into this. So Sean Connery's character, and it reveals stuff to him over a period of time. Which I think, the like... The whole movie is revealing stuff to him, really. Well, and then they take him in... I mean, so basically the thing becomes, like, the, the Eternals who have never seen a Brutal in, like, 200 years, you know, or something like that. They haven't... And so they're like, we need to test him and study him. So the thing becomes, like, let's integrate him kind of into our culture, and we're going to see how he reacts to a bunch of the stuff, or we're going to, you know... And they yeah. can also read his mind. They're trying to figure out the mystery of what happened to Arthur Frayne. And Zed must have something to do with it. Yeah. And so you've got uh, a group of people on one side that want to keep him alive. And the lovely Charlotte Rampling from back in the, uh, so this is like the Vanishing Point days. Yeah, she's or, very attractive. She's very yeah, attractive. Yeah, she is. I mean, she's still, well, I don't know. Is she still attractive now? I, I remember so. remembering Swimming Pool, but that was so, like yeah. 10 years ago. On, Dex, as, on Dexter, she was like. She was know, attractive. She's got All those that. eyes. On Dexter? Oh, yeah. Oh, she's yeah. got, there's something yeah. about her eyes. I'm a. I like the oldies. <laughs> I was like, talking, oh, they look like that. <laughs> We're talking like 70s, right? Yeah, and, she's like in her 70s, hey, dude. Like, hey, 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 hey. There are that, people too. Hey, That's fine. I get That's you. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck, what you guys? There's no judgment here. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment on the freak show. Yeah. But she was very lovely back in this time. She's leading the charge to kill it. Kill the, boy, she doesn't say ape. What did she say? The beast. She, yeah. That's what I'm saying. This movie is Planet of the Apes, right? This is. They want to study him. That's what this movie. This that's movie, too simplistic, though. It's not I'm just, sorry. This that's earlier what this you're movie, saying it was the Matrix. That's what this movie was missing to me, though. Like, like when Charlton Heston like breaks out, and there's the whole like, you know how there's that whole big city wide like chase, and then he's like, get your stinking paws off me. That's what this movie was missing because he's supposed to be this invader, but not once does he ever do anything aggressive. Or he just doesn't. Like, this is what kills me about this guy. It's like, damn it, he's supposed to be this cool, aggressive guy. Well, I think... But he doesn't ever have an action moment. Because, I mean, but it's what, kind of a complacent there, society anyway. When he gets there, you know, his mind has been erased. So he doesn't really know who he is. And then, as he discovers it, what he remembers is he remembers... You that's know, my problem with the this. The intellectual that's stuff. That's my problem with this More. movie. If he doesn't remember anything, what the fuck is he searching for? I'm sorry, man. This movie like doesn't hold weight. What's he searching for? He if he forgets everything by the time he's in the big floating head, why does he even know he needs to search for something well, in the fucking vortex? Yeah, but the the psychic people are always trying to plumb his mind, basically. To and they're reawakening. Plumb? His, Is that right? What am I? Uh, what, plunder? Through? I don't know. Plunder? No, pl- probe? Probe. probe? Thank probe. you. That works. Uh, we're going to, to make probe. up our own definitions. <laughs> They're trying to probe here. his mind to try and figure out, you know, like where he comes from. Who and are all this. you? And so it's How does through your that process. That's an awesome scene. That's, yeah. It was a good scene. I got. Was well, it awesome? I don't know, but it's it's amusing because Sean Connery plays the whole thing. As I was saying earlier, like he does when he's in James Bond. Set it up because it's it's a good scene. Well, he just looks like eternally bemused, I guess, as an actor. But yeah, they so they don't understand uh, how uh, the penis gets erect. Yeah, they don't understand sexuality. Excitement. Yeah, they can't get excited because yeah. they live the same. They're like this is just kind of we haven't had to you know. They have no chaos. Two hundred. That's where I think. Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah need he is, he's the agent of chaos. He's death. They yeah, say that he's at one death. Point. He's yeah. death. Um, chaos but, is life. 
but because they don't understand it, they're like, we know, and they, you know, illustrate this. It's like, we don't know how the penis goes from limp to erect. And so they start showing him, like, softcore pornography. Yeah, like soapy the, breasts. Yeah. Soaping breasts. There's a lot of boobs in this movie. There are. But there they're are all, I Everybody's, they're all, they're all, like, A to, like, low not, B. Not the soapy boobs. I was not complaining. I, I think the soapy oh, boobs soapy, were. Yeah, true, soapy boobs. They were bigger. And then, like, some sort of, like, KY jelly It was mud, like mud wrestling. <laughs> mud wrestling. Yeah. Naked mud wrestling. Yeah. But the yeah. thing that actually gets him, uh, you know... Looking at the doc. Was, ...is looking at Charlotte That rambling. was a good scene. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Because he's just, like, you know, like, looks down, looks up at her, and it's like... That what swagger, can I like, say? You do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> She's horrified by this, of course, but that yeah, is the moment... Beast. I think that starts like her it. on the, uh, no, the not, road not to... Yet. <clears throat> she is, like, against him the whole time. Yeah, I know, but uh, she. But there's a, it's not until she there's, hunts. She's one of the people that like hunting. You made me wet. <laughs> she actually says that hunting you made me. Yeah. Wet. I mean, I that's yeah. like I, said, I like the concept of this movie. I just hate the uh, ex execution of it. Ideas in this movie, like I like the opening of this movie, is basically like there's like a little trial that plays out in the first like. 15, 20 minutes of being in the vortex of this guy that had bad vibes. Just a dude that oh, was yeah. thinking negatively. And it's yeah. like, this is where I'm like, fuck yeah, man, this movie's on it with the dystopian world shit, man. Yeah. Just your bad thoughts. People are like, fuck you, because that's actually something uh, it's actually something Hitler did uh, against the Jews is saying like any sort of like negative painting, like, and that's like something as an artist. If you're like, like you know, Van Gogh had his blue period, or that no, that was uh, Picasso had a blue period. I think everybody has a blue period. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Smurfs especially. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so Hitler thought like getting rid of this depressing art, like depressing art, is a reflection of a of a diseased mind. So that's part of eugenics is a bad thought is part of a diseased mind. So that's why that's why even nowadays like Google would want to know like who's thinking negative or Facebook, right? Who's thinking negatively well, it, about yeah, but things? But in this case who's thinking, if, you know, unless yeah, I've got it wrong, bad it's, vibe. It's like a way of being a future yeah, police, right? You can stop actually, a future crime if like Colin's thinking. Yeah, but this guy like, was actually doing something cuz there's psychic or telekinetics. He was attacking other people. And they were like, "Was he? Yeah, because that was why he. It wasn't just the negative thoughts. He's saying I thought the. You know, I didn't think those thoughts. The thoughts themselves were projectiles. But but come on, dude, it's a fucking. It's it's symbolism, dude. That's why it's a know, sci-fi I movie. I it's know. using your bad thoughts will eventually commit a crime. So if we snuff your bad thoughts out now, you won't commit that crime. You won't have the possibility of committing that crime. That's what it's saying." Future yeah. crime, but, thought I mean, crime, like Minority Report and shit. Yeah, where, I, don't where know, they, I didn't get that out of this. What the they, fuck? they were they no, were I mean, really snuffing it out though because the, they well, said the renegades were vicious and they were aggressive, right? Well, you're what? So everybody votes on your crime, whether or not you're guilty. But you're yeah. All you do so is age because you you're immortal anyway. Yeah, they're not wiping the thoughts out, or but what? the thought yeah, they're still it's a penalty. They're just code. punishing or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah, it's it's still, I'm just saying that's the thing I like about the movie. It was it was a it had the whole like. Your negative thought, your well, thought took, crimes. I know. I know. I'm a big fan of thought I crimes type. Thing. The way thought I took it was crimes. less that it was you know trying to you know eradicate this thought you know so we get, it was more like here was a person who was you know uh, an anomaly in the group. 
he was the one who had like some some semblance of individuality in this collective. Yeah. And because of that, you know, he's mischievous, and so he's trying to fuck with people, and then they're like, brr, Yeah, and then he might go to level singing. two. Yeah. yeah. The other guy, though, with the blue headdress. Oh. The singing and the, the talking in tongues or what. Oh, you have to see this movie, folks. I mean, yeah. you cannot describe it and do it justice. No. But because of that, they were, you know, it was because he was an individual and different from them. He disagreed with the collective thought. That's why they were all coming down on him, and he had to go to trial. Or, you know, whatever they had to vote on. Yeah. Think like <clears throat> we think. Actively. Yeah. And if you don't, then you're going to get punished and you're going to lose five. I guess you guys are talking about when they're around the table now. Well, they're both yeah. kind of the same uh, thing. I'm talking, talking about, about the guy with oh. the blue. The, yeah. The, the earth, I can't remember what the fuck. I don't ever know if they mentioned his no, name. No, you're the talking they about when they're around face? the table going, oh, wiggling their fingers out. Yeah, but they're both yeah. basically no, the same that, They're not happens. the same thing. No well, way. Yeah, because that no, guy, this guy, that guy was just like I said, that guy had a. That's why well, the guy at the table said, I vote for him. I vote for full acquittal because he agrees with him. He's like, yes, they're your thoughts. Own them. Yeah, this is the I way get you that. Think, and you're different than the rest yeah, of I the get collective. That. But it's still, to and me, it's still that, that idea that you being, table. you having different thoughts is what's going to fucking, like, you know, I'm sure we're just saying the same It is. It, I think you guys are saying the same thing, basically. In a yeah, I'm just talking about the filmmaker story aspect of it. You're talking about the actual film, like, the actual, like, in the story, this is the, I'm talking about, like, in a it, when you're writing a dystopic future like type scenario, using thought crimes as a symbol for oh, weeding out, weeding out like yeah, weeding out any thought that would be seen, and that's why they want to kill the brutal, right? They want to kill him because they know he's introducing yeah. his aura. You know, that's why this oh, movie's God. all about thoughts and auras. Oh, like, get that? behind my aura. <laughs> yeah, well, Stay behind my aura. Stay with my aura. Stay behind my aura. <laughs> my penis is hard. We'll get you. Okay. Behind my aura. I don't aura. even know if we could describe these scenes to do them justice. Dude, these lines fucking are ridiculous. In this movie. I want to talk about when he phases into other dimensions, where these people had no idea on, like, how do we show this guy, like, get sucked into a smaller dimension with inside the crystal? Oh, he just kind of, like, waves his arms up and kind of, like, slowly slides at an angle? Yeah, that will work. <laughs> fucking ridiculous, oh, dude. Like, I've fantastic. seen... Dude, I've seen... But I've seen, like, Twilight Zones that handle concepts like that in a better directing, like, sense. Yeah, maybe. That's why I'm like, holy fuck, man. This, this is what happens when you give, like, okay, because Deliverance was, like, was, like... Uh, Ned Beatty and like Burt Reynolds in the forest, right? Then you throw a bunch of money at this guy, and he's like, "Oh, oh!" This is what I've he always like, wanted to do. Waves his hands up and like, "Oh!" And <laughs> it's so it's almost one of those things where you give so someone so much money that they don't know what to do well, with it, so they with waste like it. Abstract science fiction concepts, but, I mean, this but is they the but they should have been dealing they're... with like actual like. Like editing and and photography tricks to ex- to to better explain what they're doing, and this guy doesn't have that ability to be like he uh, gets sucked into a mirror universe, which is the crystal, which is the tabernacle. It's actually impressive the mirrors just for photographing that. I mean, that. But it was like one angle, and he's like literally just turning around. It's like he like Sean Connery is acting as if. They would be doing close-ups and cutting at a bunch of different <laughs> angles. And he's just spinning around in a dark room with a bunch of fucking mirrors. Yeah, Sean Connery is in a much bigger budget, better movie, I think. Oh, maybe. no, the Christian. Well, you wonder like, how so optimistic. fuck he got into this. I, oh, my, I looked oh, it up. He and had it him said, signed for well, three pictures, and they're like, just do 
one. Did, uh, <laughs> he did. Well, he wanted to get out of Fuck doing it. James Bond. Did the shark? You know, oh. Because he hated the broccolis or the cubby broccoli and uh, his wife or whatever, the producing people on James Bond. So he left James Bond. They did Honor Majesty's Secret Service with George Lazenby. And then they dumped a bunch of money in front of him and said, Sean, you got to come back. And he did Diamonds Are Forever in 1972. And then he said, I am never playing James Bond again. At least not for the broccolis because he did Never Say Never Again in 1985. But beside the point. So in 1972, he quit James Bond. And then it turns out because you're typecast at that point, you are James Bond. He couldn't get any work doing anything. And he thought that this was like, you know. Star Wars. Everybody was doing the new Star Wars, right? They they haven't had that yet. There are no no movies that come out day and date across. Jaws was the first one, or The Omen was the Well, they're still Planet of the Apes. You said they're still Planet of the Apes was a huge fucking sci-fi franchise at this point. Yeah, but movies were more artistic back in the day, so it was like, I'm getting behind it. I think they still said, there was an interview I read where, you know, he still said that was still one of his favorite movies that he's Holy in fuck. because of the concepts now it was okay, high concept i'm saying that it i agree with travis that it doesn't hold up uh from you know it's now it reads a lot as high camp there's a lot of it where it's just like fucking ridiculous retarded, bad design but hilarious i think unintentionally to the they didn't mean it to be funny but they were working with whatever they thought was the best that they had at the time i read a review that you know uh, roger ebert wrote where he was praising the visual effects. They're like, it looks like they spent a bunch of money on the visual effects and they're impressive and they're blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, it fucking must read different. Uh, you no, know, they yeah. had in to, 1974, because no, now look, it's like, dude, look at, no, look at Clash of the Titans. That was fucking 1980 and it looks like a movie from the 60s. Yeah. Where look at this. Yeah, maybe 74 may look like fuck, but it looks like it's ahead of Clash of the Titans. Yeah. You know, I mean, sure, they don't have like, a woman's face, like on a statue, talking to Calabac. They don't, but, but, but still, like, okay. As much as I'm going to shit all over this movie, deservedly so. But I will say that Clash of the Titans was released in '80, probably shot like from '78 through whatever the fuck, you know, probably whatever. I would still say this movie's effects do look ah, kind of more so, like. Yeah, I don't know, because a lot of the movie's effects are like... You're making my case for it. I, I, well, I was making your case, and now I'm starting to like go back on it. Like, really? Like, oh, this, uh, this movie is so... I'm saying so it doesn't look like a movie from the out 60s. Of, like, making a good point about this film sometimes. Um, but, like... It's such a bad movie. It's such a bad design. Like, I can barely laugh the at The best movie. thing about it is, uh, you know, the use of the projection... The projectors. <laughs> yeah, projection pictures. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. That shit was trippy. Like, well, they, they would project it on people. Oh, and, like the old paintings? Yeah. That was fucking tits. And like, yeah. where? And that's the when, he was, that's the when they were the like, yeah. That's when they were fine. Okay, we need to get past this because we still haven't talked about this before we do our fucking ramps ups by the end of this. Right. But so you get to know that, that fucking Zed. Like, okay, he was a stupid, brutal guy, a stupid. Uh, executioner out there in the void or the outlands killing people and then he finds like a place full of books and there's a dude who's like luring it or he sees a, a window with a face in it who turns out to be a Zardoz, Zardoz who out. is Alfred whoever his fucking name is Alfred Fra- Arthur Frank Arthur Frank Arthur Frank so Zardoz is the guy who's like Here's a book. Shows the dude a book and teaches him how to read somehow. Yeah. 
and then like he's 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 read all these books, and then somehow he puts together. He finds the book, the book, the book that contained the truth, the truth of everything, <laughs> and he and it made him so mad that he decided to like throw every book off the shelf. Over and over everything again. is a lie. It's all a lie. What and like how he figured how you figure this out. Like I swear to God, if if, you, if I would have done this, people are like, "You're a dumb conspiracy guy." This guy does it and opened the world to you know he changed the world by looking at the Wizard of Oz, the Wizard of Oz, putting his thumb on the W I and the O F and saying Zardoz. <laughs> Our God is false. Our right. God is a man that... 20 years from now, that's what you're going to remember about this movie. That's how Sorry. fucking good it is. <laughs> you're going to be like, that's the movie where the guy... Yeah, it's the Wizard of Oz. Because that, that's yeah. the whole thing. He became the man behind the curtain. He, like, you know, yes. I mean, that's his, uh, yes. that's his whole... Uh, yeah, but the thing is, Zardoz, but Zardoz led that to him. The wizard never led Dorothy to finding out he was a sham, right? That's why I don't know why Zardoz led him. Just so he could get him into the uh, the vortex to, like, fuck their minds? No, he's explaining what he's done. He's built this entire society in the we, Outland. But he built the scenario. Where he's God, but in, in the vortex, they know him as... as uh, Alfred. Alf, yeah, Arthur Frank. Arthur Frank. But in, in the world that Zed comes from... Like the Wizard of Oz. So it's like works. it's like the it's vice versa Oz, where in Kansas he would be a god, yeah, and in Oz he's another right, just yeah. another guy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So and the people in the vortex are cool with this because they're like, ah, oh, art. Hey, you're fucking with the dumb shit. Creative, and we have to deal with this shit anyway. And they, they had to harden their, their hearts. That was the yeah, most. They've important, lost their. That was empathy. the most important thing I saw about this movie is they had to harden their hearts to do what they do. And well, shit. Maybe I They're yeah, trying to protect their perfect society, which is against nature. Go look up Bohemian Grove. That's all I gotta say. Oh, brother. <laughs> I know. Well, hardening your hearts, the sec, the, the cremation of care, uh, hardening the hearts. I'm telling you, don't. Uh, these people are making movies about stuff. Don't deny it. Don't deny. Oh, Borman. Borman's definitely making. See, that's the thing. Why I think you can't dismiss this movie 100. percent Oh, it's, like, it's still shitty. I think you know, going into it, it's like it is campy. I mean, is it a mess? I don't know. It's like it knows what it it has an internal logic. I think that's like filtered through like a lot of acid or something that they were doing it. Yeah, that, that set must have been awesome to be on because set, I mean, just think about how much money they like spent. It's just like a farmhouse from a. Well, I'm it was just, just a farmhouse yeah, in England. It's just a bunch of people hanging out and doing acid right? all day long. Like that's all they did, I'm sure. And they're just like you know, to be an actor in this movie, you just have to. I think the movie would have been a little funner on it. Like if Jack Nicholson would have had a hand in this, (laughs) (laughs) like it could have been a little better. But you can't dismiss it completely as like a campy. You know, like it's like it's it's completely campy because there are themes at work here that I think do resonate and do work. But how many of those themes have you seen of sci-fi movies from the seventies? Every one of those, over and over. I mean, the whole, the uh, whole, not, like a whole lot that actually. Well, I mean, again, I don't know how. Come on, dude, the birthing like a cult thing. It's not like a mainstream. Like I said, deal. we just saw but, this in Man but, of Steel: the birthing of the perfect human in a society. I mean, this this is what Krypton's whole thing was, right? I mean, this is, I mean, this is just a sci-fi. I mean, I want to say since. Not, yeah, but I'm they sure it, had it becomes. Yeah, but they can do it all the it's time gotta come now. It was before. a thing in 1974. Well, it was from 1984. Right? The book. I mean, that's what this is. 84 is the whole, like, you know, the creation of the perfect society. Da, 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 da. I mean, this is the Aldous, 
Huxley. So it's not like, I mean, yeah, I get it. I do like the, this is why this movie frustrates me. It's like, I love the themes of this movie. Yeah. I do. But, but it's campy as So hell. many movies give you this theme. That it's like, fuck, you don't need to watch this one. <laughs> because it's like, dude's in a red diaper. Well, I'm not, see, but that's a, I'm red diaper. I'm saying you can't dismiss it as like an artistic uh, piece of work, although I want to because it's ridiculous. Well, I, I mean, think it fails. Like, it's it's funny to watch it because there's just so many things that happen, like arbitrary stuff. I mean, it's never boring. It's like moment to moment, shit just like changes on a dime, and you're like, "What the fuck is happening now? Yeah. Why are was... these people talking like meep, morp, moop, okay, well, mop, mop? And call... then they start like making these hand gestures that they're talking to each other, and you're like. That's just the most ridiculous thing. No, see, I got that. It wasn't ridiculous. They're a more advanced society than us. Yeah, but it's same hilarious. Thing with, no, no, how same they do thing. It, the same thing we're talking. I, I, always, I always like to bring up the idea that once people plug in and be cyborgs, if you don't plug in, how you're not going to understand their speech because they're going to be like Wi-Fiing messages back and forth. That their speech patterns they're not, they're not going to need to use as many words. So if you're not plugged in, you're not a cyborg. It's going to sound like that. It's going to sound like hey, bro. Because they're on a different, they're messaging psychological. Uh, uh, but this is already uh, happening. I mean, like, uh, there was an the example. I, think, I can't remember. <laughs> I was at work Some, yeah. and walking down a hall, and I had like texted somebody, you know, from downstairs about some something. We were having a conversation, and then somebody else joined me as we were walking down the hall. The guy I had been texting walks out of the room, and I said something to him, and he answered me back, and it's like. If you were the guy who just joined me, you'd be like, "What in what? the fuck are You're they out talking of the about?" Loop. Yeah, because like, how was that telepathy? Because you were they... answering something that he had texted. You're just in the yeah. know yeah. of, yeah. or you so know. like somehow I had received a message from him that like if you're the third party there, it's like you how did it, you get it? The only reason it you know you don't go crazy in today's world is because you know that everybody's got cell phones. Right? This is how the technology works. You're, you're with it, but if you were like out of you know just I plucked you out of a. Uh, you know, whatever rainforest <laughs> is that racist and dropped you that. in there. You would be like, I don't know what the hell is happening. I, I texted on the other day and they put uh, TLDR. I'm like, the fuck does TLDR mean? He's like, too long didn't read. Too long didn't read. Yeah, right. It's like too long didn't read. So um, the whole purpose is you want me to text to you because you don't want to talk, but then the information I write down is too long. You don't want to read it. Uh, and then you put TLDR, and that's supposed to explain to me what the hell happened. I was like TLDR. Dude, yeah, I got I one. Like, what does that mean? I got one. I okay. So I asked my mom a question about a TV show last night or the night prior to that. This morning she texts me. With a random answer. It was like, <laughs> too much blood and sex. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I was Mother. like, I was like, text her back. I'm like, excuse me? And she's like, oh, I'm answering your question from last night. It's like, that text, like, I think a text has to, does it have to be within a thread? Like, I mean, yeah, you, you can't, you can't, or like, like there needs to be, there needs to be a context right. if it's past a certain <laughs> yeah. amount of time, right? Me and Colin were talking about, like, how somehow when I have conversation, like, when I talk to you, I, I no matter what, I am restarting the conversation I had with you last week at every moment. (laughs) I I remember every word I've said to everybody forever. So when I talk to you, I'm restarting 
everything yeah, we've ever said. You're picking up like right where you I'm left picking up right where I left off. <laughs> and people, like, a lot of people don't do that. And they're like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "You don't fucking remember? Don't like, oh, we were yeah, talking I remember, about this?" But my yeah. head was somewhere else. But know? I, I I'm <laughs> old, somehow I'm like that. I know where I'm at with everybody. It's like having a chapter <laughs> stop. And then it's like, I'll see you next week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then I yeah. get back like, remember that? You just hit play and the timeline keeps going. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But wow. uh, so that was... Wait, how do we get out of this? Was it about... Uh, we were talking about this dystopian future of how the, you... The hand signals. The hand you know, signals oh, like... Hand signals. Meep, the bleep, larp, yeah. and bloop. And I kind of like that because I kind of like how... And the waving... Like in Clockwork Orange. And all this. It's just... You know, like yeah. in Clockwork Orange, they automatically like, hey, you live in this world. Here's the slang they use. They don't give you any sort of, like, clue in. They're just like, hey, yeah, right, yeah. Maloko, yeah. you know, Madami, or yeah, whatever you, you don't, yeah. you don't like, get the, what? Cl- the cliff notes. It's like, you're just in, and, yeah, you better figure it out. Well, like, have you ever seen, there's a, there's like a funny well, uh, movie. Uh, would have been out before this. Really? 71, yeah. Huh. Dystopian future about brainwashing children. Oh, we're coming out of Vietnam, dude. They would have been in that frame of mind. Thank it's you. It's all going to be just... My, ar- yeah, my argument's always been that for Clock Record. Yeah. Everybody was very down on the human race at that point in time. Yes. Yes. And somehow they took the... Yeah. Well, okay, real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. before, That's a whole other conversation. Before we get to for another ups, time, ladies and gentlemen. I just... I, I, I want to try and figure this out. Um, just stay with me on this. So, Zardos has Sean Connery. He manipulates him or he does whatever to get him on the ship, right? Mm-hmm. He hides him on the ship because his intentions are to get Zed, Sean Connery, to oh, we, the Vortex. We forgot to add in the fact that... I don't want to lose this, but... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I thought I was going to add to it. It's Oh, okay, yeah, you can add. Just the idea that the executioners, they were only designed to kill... And and not breed, and then Zardoz or Zed knew, hey, this is fucked up because now we're capturing for slavery and forcing agriculture. So now this isn't about just killing. That's what got him kind of like, oh, this is a lie. We were taught only to kill and and to like whatever. Now we have to like rebuild. So do you think it's Zed's idea to get on the ship on the head? It, the it seemed that way. Well, manipulated by Zardoz, but. Yeah, it's his idea. But it's is his, I remember in the movie his brutals burying him. Okay. In the grain, stowing aboard the ship. But you were saying. Well, I guess I'm trying to figure out what Zardas's end game is. Well, I he think it was to, to inter- to bring down. The, it was to yeah. introduce the brutality because he okay. is the one that's like, I let your ancestors breed in the wild to give the chaotic nature back to man and then brought it into the vortex so it could basically pervert what is seen as a... Because that's what I like about this movie is the idea that even though like right fucking... Like today in the real world there are eugenicists at work saying man can take evolution into our own hands and perfect and perfect and perfect and perfect but what they don't fucking understand is the only reason we're awesome to the point we are now is because of chaos man because we were able to kill off and fuck and blah blah there has been so little control of the human race that the mutations is what's created individual thought and the more man will try to manipulate and whittle it down to what is a pure thought or what is a pure way of thinking well no they're trying to weed out because the idea is to weed out chaos right to try to stop violence to try blah 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 but that's creating a dull world that's not a real world real world is 
fucking kill to eat, eat to live, la la la. Well, chaos, chaos and order are the same thing. I think Zardoz's is Endgame. I said, you know, that it was, you know, he wants to, he wants to die, but that's not entirely true. Once he's dead, the idea that humanity will be liberated, I think, again, from the artificial control that they have placed on the vortex. Because they've been running everything, right? His uh, yeah. yeah, the outlands. He's been running everything. the outlands under you know this pretense. I like how happened. It's so like by destroying the control mechanism, you're going to have chaos. And what and does Zed say to him? He's like, life "You're a society of anti-life or something like that." He says something to him on that extent that like you're uh, you know you're against nature, you're against life, you know, because nature yeah. is fucking chaos. Yeah. It's not yeah. controlled and only, and like measured. It's only through do. chaos that you evolve. Yeah. That's the only way you can do it. And for sure. The tabernacle was stopping all that. Yeah. Wasn't it's allowing perfect. it. Yeah. And even if chaos did happen, it would just reset it yeah. and rebuild it. So it had to be destroyed. Great fucking things to talk about. In a but movie they're just the shit. But it's because there's actually it's just the theme though. I'm saying like if this was a book, <laughs> awesome, but it's not. It's a shitty movie. It's like it doesn't <laughs> It's one of those it's another one of those movies where and I, I don't know if I should start my wrap up because this is pretty yeah, much all it's gonna so be. Uh it's one of those films where when we sit around here talking about it and it is the ideas that are within the film they make more sense when we talk about it than <laughs> when i'm watching the movie <laughs> perfect for a filmmaker yeah so i mean does it hit, it, it misses the point uh it, it misses the mark i think it ha- i get the point but i i need help with it you know i mean the as that comes with the yeah yeah as your as your layperson viewer of science fiction films, I am that. I'm not. I'm definitely not as schooled as you guys are in science fiction films. But I mean, I, I understand the ideas. Just like going through it, you know, like when the Wizard of Oz shows up, then it's like my brain shoots off into this alternate present that I have to deal with while watching the film. I'm like, okay, so now this is an, a Wizard of Oz story, right? And like, then I try and start putting those pieces together and they don't quite fit. And then, so like, as I'm watching the film, I get more and more confused, I guess. And then by the end, I'm ho- I'm still hoping that there's going to be a payoff and they're going to, you know, explain everything. But by the end, I'm, there's just, there's not enough of like a, like a, a wrapped up package, like, here you go. This is what we were trying to say, you know? And a lot of times I don't like that when it's, you know, spoon fed to you. But I think this one is cerebral to the point where I'm just like, I'm not quick enough to pick up on, on all the ideas unless you have a conversation with your friends afterwards. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that it's entertaining. Um, That's what I was going to ask you. What's your, what's the entertainment factor? It's yeah, like I wasn't bored, right? So that's a big thing. Um, I'm just struggling with if I like if I were to tell somebody to go watch this movie, would I feel bad after I said that? <laughs> I don't Did I know. Trick I, him? I, yeah, it's like Did uh, I lie. What was it? Hour forty-five or hour forty? Hour forty-one. Hour forty-one, and it feels like two and a half. Maybe. Oh, okay. Uh, so that, four. That's, like a miniseries. <laughs> that's a big one. Um, I mean, I I feel like I don't know if. If they could have wrapped it all up by the time they got to the whole Wizard of Oz, because that's like the holy shit moment in this film, right? Like, oh, it's this book, and this book is the Wizard of Oz, and this guy's been, you know, telling these people to do this, but he's just a man, and he's not, you know, a god, and there's, like, all that stuff was... That's what I'm saying. This movie doesn't do what it's supposed to do. 
Because, like, you know this shit. Like, it should have shown it from his perspective from the beginning instead of making him forget. Anyway. But you don't know that, uh, I mean, you know that there's, a, like, a spaceship rock, but you don't know that that's ships. Zardos, do you? What, the, the rock is Zardos? Yeah. yeah. Do you they from the like, beginning? Zardoz. Oh, do they say it's Zardoz? Zardoz has, it talks like the wizard. <laughs> but yeah, not, well. Yeah, it is the wizard. I mean, he's the wizard just a big Clark. head. But you've yeah. seen it twice. So going in, you knew that yeah, this time around. He, he that shows up and he's like, eh, you know, I am the great and powerful Oz. I mean, it's so. Yeah, I, like, it didn't, now <laughs> going back, guys. yeah, it's very, it's obvious. It like and hopefully God. that the listeners have seen this movie because, oh no, maybe it'll help. Maybe it'll help no! going out. You don't need to now. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't if know. they watched the movie, they were not listening to this. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I already watched it. I don't fucking there, hear there people talking about it. There are fans out there, I think. That are no, like, come on. Oh, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, it's a cult thing. It just came out on Blu-ray like two weeks ago. I don't believe it. Twilight time. It's. Oh, limited to how many? Limited. Wow. 3,000? I don't know. I think, For Twilight, collectors. I think Twilight only does 3,000 copies, I think. Four collectors. I would say um, if you really like science fiction films and like you're into the whole eugenic, eugenics, dystopian, futuristic type movies, go check this out. I mean, if this, if you're in that wheelhouse, it's worth a watch. If you're not, um, I would stay away from it. If you're an action guy or a comedy guy, well, comedy, I mean, if you, you might be able to find this funny, but I, I would say for the most part, it's a selective few who are really going to get into this. So I'll recommend it to those types. Um, so yeah, I guess that's a, that's a pass. That was a, you won't recommend it. I will. I, I will. <laughs> I was like, but you're like, that's I a pass. Oh, I'm sorry. It's like a passing grade. Oh, okay. Oh, I was shit. like, oh, it's a, it's in the plus column. It's a, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Was, that's why, that's why I wanted him to redefine that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what do you mean? It's a pass. Yeah, you just said like, Hey, if that's up your, that was, well, this is in my, like, I am the guy you just described. And I'm like, eh, 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 eh. like, I just can't buy this movie as like a futuristic, like, I mean, I'm sorry. You tell me, like, you're in the year 2293. Show me I'm in the year 2293. I don't care what it is. Be like, computer. You know, chicken and eggs. <laughs> you know, show me fucking something. All this had was buildings painted blue, still pushed by horse cart. And I'm like, what the fuck kind of 20? Why even go into a valley and create They've a got perfect... their minds. It's mind And they don't even feeling. use that to their the extent. Like, they wouldn't even Cripple need to... Sp- they wouldn't even need to speak openly aloud if they had that ability. They don't, they stuck ah, they did, don't defend this movie during my, uh, <laughs> my rap. I'm just saying, like, dude, like, I should love this movie. And I fucking hate this. This movie was... Ugh, like, there was nothing in this movie that was like... I mean, it's like I've seen every idea before because I'm like, all right, eugenics, utopia, I've seen it over and over again. And this movie didn't offer anything visually interesting. It didn't offer. I mean, it tried some things with like crazy projection things and like, man, that worked kind of. But I think it really was just like, it's just like a anti, uh, like, I don't know. There was no, they didn't like, they just didn't tell this story. Like, I think if you would have given us a chronological, this fucking dumb guy bred to kill people, is taught this, learns it's a lie, decides to break into the Forbidden City, changes their culture. It's like, that would have been more interesting than this weird, like, you know, they're trying to have this mystery man, like, 
but it's really just a guy like with a gun just like looking around. And it's like, what's he looking for? Is he going to talk to anybody about anything about what he's looking for? No, I'm just looking for something. <laughs> I'm in the head now. <laughs> Someone's coming. Good, I got away. I mean, there was no action. He couldn't fight with anybody. There was like, fuck, nothing's going to happen in this movie. Until they're like, lay down on the table. We will search your memories. I'm laying down. Oh, boy. There's like five scenes where he has to lay down and they search. Because it's like, fuck, guys. There's no story to this movie. Lay down and we'll search your fucking memories about the movie that happened last time that you didn't see. Like, like we need the prequel to this movie. And, and like I said, that's what sucks is like, I can make, I could remake this movie and make it interesting. You could remake, Zardoz needs a remake. Maybe without the Wizard of Oz shit. That was just too like, oh, Jesus. Change the name, I suppose. No, you can still make it Zardoz. They don't care. Just take the Wizard of Oz shit out of there. Especially him wearing ruby slippers when he goes into the fucking tabernacle, Crystal. He is wearing ruby slippers. And there's a guy wearing a big plastic pig head. Yeah, I do want to tell you about how, like, like, I do think that was a... Uh, that was done deliberately because this is a society that's that knows nothing about sex and they're curious about sex. So you're seeing all these weird sexual fetishes throughout the movie. You see the the people in the head spaceship are in like vacuum sealed plastic. Uh, for, I didn't read that as sexual. Well, that's except a, for the, the I naked. read that as sexual. Oh, okay. Just because I don't know, I've, no, I've known of that sexual like thing. That's like a sexual fetish getting like. In vacuum sealed plastic. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay, right, right, right. But why are they in the head? Why are they there? It's just the floating head. Well, because in like Wizard of Oz, head. that is what Oz was. He was the head. He was a fucking floating head. He was the big green head. <laughs> I'm the great powerful Oz. So that's what. But Oz didn't have naked people vacuum sealed in it. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. he did. He well, but that was the fetish. Or like, that was the. No, that wasn't the. It, they were. Or it gr- was grains of. I tell you, it was that- just as fetishy as like the same way Rocky Horror Picture Show is fetishy. This seventy four. They're into. Let's just put our sexual fetishes on the screen. That's what we're doing here, for sure. I, I was trying to look futuristic. But- oh yeah. And it's a free love hippie thing. That's why all the women are topless. Yeah, free love hippie thing. It's the sexual perversion yeah. of the nation. It's just weird because yeah. nobody has sex. It's just like it's the beauty of it. Then well, but they and do the have sex. They end up having sex. Female, but everything because it's all it's all like a horses. sexual repression thing, right? It's all about sexual repression. Yeah. So yeah, I think this movie sucks. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was into the concepts. Like I said, I was a little turned around by the like. All of a sudden, now we're switching into the pro-death thing, which is a little, like, anti, like, what you usually get out of the anti-eugenics dystopic future. But I get the whole purpose. Yeah, but what's the point of view of our hero? What's that? What was the point of view of our hero? He wasn't pro-death. True. Yeah, he wasn't pro-death. He changed his mind. I'm different now. You taught me your ways. He learned everything. He learned everything. Through touch. Through touch. Well, it was through osmosis. It was, what was it, touch, there. telepathy? What was the effect? There was, it was, was some kind of weird They saw, they scene. thought around him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the, the whole, the, they the, stopped time. The way they set it up was, he was, I think he was going to kill himself, and then instead they were like, no, wait, instead, have sex with all of our women. 
So you can breed the mutation. Breed them and then kill yourself. And they and, and like, we'll give like, you all our info. And well, they like because like, we forgot about that. The fucking the ones that he slept with like got to ride away. They got to ride away. They survived the carnage. They yeah, he took the, they took the mutation more. eugenics with yeah. him. That's when they were straight my aura. Yeah, <laughs> get behind my aura. <laughs> Yeah. So, like I said, I like the concepts of this movie. I really do. But the movie itself, I'm like, meh. They failed on, like, every level. Like, they didn't have that, that like, any sort of, like, cool photography to actually show you the weird, like, dimensional things that, you know, you should be able to. Uh, the fucking uh, costume designs were just really, like, meh. Like, they spent no money on costume. I don't know. I was just like, Pfft. I thought nothing of the movie. <laughs> I think I like this movie, but I can't tell if it's I like it's that's like, on the poster. Yeah, because I, I, I can't tell if it's a reaction to your like hating it that I'm sitting here like, well, I didn't hate it, so I have to defend it now and find myself in that position where like, well, then that means I must like it. Yeah, I found this movie and I just thought it was the most bizarre, ridiculous thing. You know, well, not the most bizarre. I've seen Star Crash. So this was one where you're like, I'm looking for the other Star Crash. One of these days we're going to have to do it on the podcast. Oh, I I guarantee I got a Star Crash in there. Yeah. So this was, uh, you know, I mean, I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, my God, this is kind of like along the same lines. It's like this is a movie that when it was made, they thought they were making like a bold artistic statement. And now you read it as like complete camp. You can't take it seriously. The you know the visual effects. The I still think design, their statement like is very well, yeah. well. Yeah, but I get to that. I'm just saying like the way that you see it. You know, it's like this is fucking ridiculous. Sean Connery is in a diaper and a bandolier, and it just if you see the f- photograph on the web, folks, I mean, you'll know just right off of seeing it. This is one of the most. I'm not this seeing is gonna this. Be is what you'll say? Yeah, you're like, oh my god, <laughs> did who we, thought this was a good idea? Did we mention the ponytail? Yeah, and the the big braided yeah. ponytail. Um, so the whole movie's like that. It's like it's a fever dream concocted by somebody who was like fever living dream. in That's a, a good way to describe living in a hippie yeah. commune or something. I mean, it's like they're you know, it feels like Borman you know had affinity with the the hippies and the you know that kind of what am I? What, I was going to say that kind of society. And then I figured I have to define it, but whatever. I mean, just it's got a very <clears throat> trippy psychedelic. Uh, you know, uh, this is how the future is going to go based on our plot that we're taking, now, you know, the way we've plotted it now, and it's bad. And so I'm going to make a movie that shows, like, this is the, the way that, you know, we have to come out of this and, you know, agree that, you know, this is wrong. So there's, like, but he works in, like, a bunch of, of themes into it that I think actually do in some way work. So then you're sitting there going like, I want to laugh 100% at this movie. I can laugh at Star Crash because there's no meat to it, right? But this one has the ridiculousness of Star Crash, but it actually does have, you know, there's some meat on the bones. And you sit there going like, dude, this oh, movie is a plan. Like, <laughs> I mean, me as a conspiracy, dude, this, this is the plan. The whole get the rich people, the smart people together and like, bring about the human evolution to a more perfect oh i mean that's i mean hitler was gonna do i mean no matter what human beings will always try to take social engineering into our own so no matter what this is a possibility so this movie sure. is this movie is anti that stance though 
I think so. Okay. I think, like I said, I got a little confused with the whole like pro death message yeah, at the end. Yeah, but the character, but everything the lead about, character, yeah, yeah, yeah everything right. else about it was. So that's like, the right, that's right, the, right. the 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 psychology of the filmmaker. So but I always worry about that though. I, that's something else for another guy. So you know, it's like I can't dismiss the movie. And then it's like, well, okay, well, then did it work? It's like a science fiction movie. It's like you sit there and go like, well, it's definitely unusual. It's lively. You know, it may not have physical action where there's lots of laser blasts and stunt work and yeah, stuff I like that. It doesn't. Blast. I know, but that could be because that's the way we look at movies now. I'm sitting there looking at it like it has some kind of action through the rhythm and editing where like you know it seems like something new happens every couple of seconds they're in a scene and then they turn and then boom something has changed all of a sudden there's a guy with wearing a big fucking you know plastic he's always, head he's and you're like down and taking a nap that's what makes you well, so that's the way that you movie. saw it that's the way that he's you saw it i saw like, a different movie this. than travis saw so that's why i'm defending it because it wasn't boring to me it wasn't you know it was a lively thing where I'm like, but it's ridiculous. So it's like, I can't recommend it to just anybody. I can't just say, like, dude, you got to see this movie, Zardoz. I would go into it with, like, hey, dude, you, you, you got to see this movie, Zardoz, you know, because that's the kind of recommendation, right? It's like, um, I'm kind of bored. I've been seeing a lot of, like, hey, you should check out this, this fucking movie, Zardoz. You're bored? I'll show you something so that will fucking wake you up. You can't recommend it with a straight face is what you're saying. I don't think so. I don't think you can say, like, as a serious cinema goer, I mean, you know, it has enough there that may, I'm sure that, you know, if you're a listener, one of the people who are like, Zardoz is a must, uh, misunderstood classic of science fiction cinema, it's like, okay, I can see where you're coming from. I don't know if I'm completely in that camp, unfortunately, because there's so much working against it from the camp side of the movie, right? That it just doesn't hold up as a, you know, you can't watch it. And seriously, uh, even though there's serious things at play, so it's kind of like a mixed you know thing. But it, it appealed to me because I was sitting there going like you know. And again, I think half of the reason that I'm coming you off so strong for, in favor of it is because you come off so strong against well, it. Where it's, it's like stu- I, no, you're like just laughing. It's, it's like well, just because you know, something sucks, I don't find it laughable. It sucks. That doesn't make it laughable. Yeah, this movie does not suck, folks. It, it doesn't suck. There is something there, uh, whether it's your cup of tea or not. I mean, I guess you're gonna yeah, have you to. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna have to watch it and tell us on Facebook.com/slash Saturday Night Freak Whoa. Show, where we do this every week. Every week we do this, and next week we're gonna do Travis's movie. What are we gonna be watching, Travis? Uh, on uh, the spot uh, right now. Uh, <laughs> Class of Newcomb High. We're watching. We're gonna find out what's going on. At Newcomb High. And that's next right. week on the Saturday Night Freak Show. Until then, the lights are going out. The basement is closed. Cats and heat. <laughs> <laughs>